it triggers something within the male mind when a wife checks up on him or questions him. And I've had to train myself as a husband to learn how to not take it personally because I've tried the other thing, which is to try to get you to knock it off, <laughs> to stop asking me the questions. And in the 28 years of our marriage, it hasn't changed once. <laughs> nothing, nothing has changed about it. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, do questions feel like criticism? Quit asking me questions. I'm feeling (laughs) criticized. (laughs) Don't you trust me? Uh, Golly. All right, let's tackle this one. Okay. Mine, I'm showing you right now, less than a hand. (laughs) It's fine, it's fine. Let me see what yours is. No, it's more. I know it is. Yeah, but it makes it sound better. My spouse and I frequently get stuck in the same conflict of psych, conflict of cycle, the cycle (laughs) Cycle of of conflict conflict. in which he feels criticized or blamed and gets defensive and then shifts the blame. Sound familiar at all? Yeah, sure does. Is this just all theoretical for us? (laughs) No, I don't think it's, I don't think this is theoretical for us. So how does it play out between you and me? Oh, I would be the one who gets defensive. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Just going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's what's a little ironic is because um, I feel the exact same thing from you whenever you ask me certain things or tell me certain things all the time. Huh. I mean, it's it's all the time. You want to know one of the most recent times it happened? I didn't say anything. Oh, probably in the kitchen today is my guess. Nope, it wasn't. Oh, then I don't know. Two days ago, we were on our way home from Seattle after you did your Tough mutter, and we had to stop and get gas for our son, who was, f- our two boys were in their car, in, in his car following us. Oh, got it. And we had to stop by gas stations so that they could fill up their car. And we pulled into a parking spot waiting for them to fill up. And when they got done... I started to back out. Do you remember what you said when I started to back out? No clue. You said, make sure you wait for them so that they, so that they're right behind us. Huh. Like when I'm backing out, I don't know that already. Like somehow (laughs) I had forgotten that they're going to be following us and that I need to be told that I should probably wait for them to get behind us before I back out. That's so funny because I I do... As you're talking about it, I do remember saying that to you. I wasn't thinking anything about you whatsoever. I was actually thinking about our son. He didn't want to get left behind. Right. And so that that's all I was thinking about. I had information that you didn't have. You're looking out for your boy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you think it could come across to me who's been driving for 35 years? Right, exactly. And probably understands how this works. And in for years, you would do things like that sure. for me. You would give me information that I didn't need to know. You would ask me questions that you just need information so that you feel more reassured or sure. more clear on the situation. But it feels like you are second guessing me. It sounds like you are trying to tell me how to do things. It, it triggers something within the male mind when a wife checks up on him or questions him. And I've had to train myself as a husband 
to learn how to not take it personally because I've tried the other thing, which is to try to get you to knock it off, <laughs> to stop asking me the questions, to telling to telling you um, how it makes me feel and why you shouldn't keep doing that and how much it bugs me. And in the 28 years of our marriage, it hasn't changed once. <laughs> nothing, nothing has changed about it. And... It is a natural dynamic for, and I'm going to put gender roles on here, mm-hmm. because when a wife whose primary needs are safety and security, and your brain right there was thinking about the safety and security of our son right. in that moment, right? you need more information. I have to go, Paul, she believes in you. She isn't second guessing you. There's right. something else going on here, and I need to not respond defensively. I need to not respond attackingly, even though that's the immediate first thing my brain goes to. Sure. What do you think? I'm an idiot. Right. You don't think I know how to drive? Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah. I don't need to be told this. I can't, again, I can't turn off that, that defensive survival brain piece. I can control what comes out of my mouth. And in that moment, I quickly run through the cycle of, wait a second, I don't need to be told, hold on, it's probably more than what she needs, it's her reassurance she needs to tell me so she feels good about this, and I am, I'll be gracious, I'll be glad to give that to her. And I'm okay. My ego is not threatened at all by her needing this. All within two and a half seconds. I was half a second? And at the gas station in the middle of Washington State somewhere. It takes practice. Sure. So what would you say to this wife who is getting this response from her husband every time she asks a question? Well, I guess the first thing the the first thing that I would say or or maybe think about would be the tone that she's using to ask the questions. Okay. So if she's if she's asking these questions in in a kind of an accusatory type tone, Mm -hmm. that's definitely something that she might need to be aware of. She may not be aware that she's doing that at all, but that definitely is not the kind of question where you're just curious. Right. It's a, I don't trust that you are, have taken care of something. And so Mm -hmm. I'm asking to remind you without being a nag or, or whatever. Right. I guess the second thing would be thinking about... You want me to prompt you here a little bit? Yeah, thanks. If you're the one who gets defensive, how would you like me to approach you when I ask you questions? Tone is one thing for sure. Right. If I come at you with an accusing tone, that's not so great. How would I like it? Yeah. I don't want you to ask me any questions at all. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want me to ask you any questions at all. I don't know. I'm having a hard time... I guess I'm having a hard time with this one. And okay, this is this is going to be me being really real. Number one, because the things, some of the things that I'm I might come up with right now, I'm not very good at. So it's a little convicting because because it it, it it's a struggle for me, and and not because I'm asking you always because I think you're well. This makes it sound like sometimes I think you're doing things wrong, and maybe I do. But most of the time, it's not that I think you're doing something wrong. It really is. I'm just, for my own peace of mind, I I just want to know the information. It helps me relax. It helps me be able to do things. That's why she would be asking the question as well. Exactly. Which is great. 
So, so some of the things that I that I that would think of doing, it's easy to think of them when you're not in the situation. I guess that would be fair enough. That would be it. So I'm thinking of these things, and I go, yeah, yeah. but I don't do very good on those things. So yeah. how can I answer that question, or how can I give that advice when I suck at it my own self? So that's, a, that's an honest answer. What else would be the other things though, even if you're not good at it yet? Um. So so I, I guess stopping to. And thinking before I ask the question, stopping and thinking about why I need, why I'm asking the question, and is it is it important for me to have that information? Right. And how is it going to affect my husband if I ask him? Is it going to make him think that I don't trust him, or is it going to make him think that he's doing something wrong? Yeah. Um, so I guess really that thinking piece of evaluating why why you're asking. Right. And when you do that, then you can stop and think about, okay, I need this for my own self-assurance so I can feel okay. Right. And then how can I ask it in a way that's not going to be defensive? Right. Now that's the tricky part. And that's where you actually have to, at a completely separate time, sit down with your spouse and say, when I want to ask you a question about something, what is the best way for me to ask you that hopefully won't cause you to become defensive. Right. You talk about the process of asking the question when you're out of the situation. That's a brilliant thing right. to do. Which you just did. What you just did with me a few minutes ago, asking me if 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 I'm the one that gets defensive, how would you like? How would I like you to ask me questions? Yeah, exactly. And I said, don't ask me any. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to think of those things again when you're not in the situation. This right. is where that self-awareness piece for couples, for husbands and wives, needs to play in, so that they are examining their communication and the tone and the timing. We call it pat, the posture, attitude, and tone right, exactly. that you use when you're conversing and when you're engaging in these conversations for sure i'll throw out a question for you and see what this stirs within you oh yikes okay if you didn't ask that question two days ago at the gas station and remind me of this what would have gone on inside you how hard would it have been for you to go wait a second if i ask this question it probably is going to make my husband feel second guessed or like i'm telling him what to do and i'm not going to say anything and i'm going to just trust that he's going to do it the right way without being reminded by me what do you think would happen inside you besides your head exploding <laughs> well i think i think i just would have been worried that our son would be left behind right because i wouldn't have done it Good enough. No, no, because you just wouldn't have been thinking about it. Not that you wouldn't have done it. I would have done it the wrong way. I wouldn't have been thinking about it. I would have been doing it wrong somehow. Uh, well, uh, you're putting those words to it, and that's n n not thinking about something and doing something wrong are completely different to me. Concrete thinker here. Okay. So those two don't equate to me. Okay. Just not thinking about it is just, it just doesn't cross your mind. You're just going about life. It doesn't cross your mind. That's not right or wrong. But it still means that our son got left behind in the dust. Something bad still happens. Yes, but that doesn't that doesn't mean right or wrong. It just means you made a choice and there was a consequence. Okay, not a good consequence though. I'm not I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, uh, but if you if you kind of work your way down to it, you're afraid that something bad will happen if I don't execute whatever needs to be done. Because of your reminder, you're, it's hard to trust me. 
it's hard for this person who wrote in this question to trust that her husband asked right. the question or follow through oh, and whatever. Okay. And you need that some sort of reassurance. Okay, so let me give you <clears throat> let me give you a, a, an example. Great. I, I don't know how this is going to fall into this. So, it, and I, I guess as an example of I don't always ask you things. Right. Yes. Okay. Fair so, so we were getting packed for our trip to Seattle. Right. And you were packing everything up. You got the air mattress and all that kind of stuff. And my first thought was, oh, remind him not to forget the air pump Air pump for the air mattress. And right. I went, no, he doesn't need to be reminded. He's fully capable of remembering to bring everything. Sure. I don't need that reassurance. No. I, if I was maybe sleeping on the mattress, then I might have wanted that. Right. But I figured... You're an adult. You you know what we need for the air mattress. I don't need to say anything. Sure. Even though everything in me wanted to say something, I said, I don't need to do this. Perfect. And guess what got forgotten? The pump for the air mattress. <laughs> now. And what did, ha- how'd that make you feel or what happened then? What happened then? I was like, oh, well, did I say anything to no, you when we were there? You so you had no idea that any of that happened. None. And I didn't say, I didn't. I didn't say to myself, see, I told you I should have said him. I said, well, that's what happens. And uh, my husband says everything can be fixed. And they did figure out with a little bit of hickness. (laughs) Hickness? Hickness. uh, Redneckness. I don't know. (laughs) We got the air mattress pumped up. Yes. Kind of crazy like. Hook it up to the exhaust of the car and blow it up. (laughs) But we got it pumped up. If I was the one having to sleep on it, I probably would have been upset, but Oh. We didn't have to sleep on it, so right. Uh, that was for for our kids. Yeah, that's just what I'm thinking of. I made I made the choice just to not ask. Yeah, about it. Yeah, I think this is where a lot of women um, have a hard time because they wouldn't a- they they try practicing they wouldn't ask and then they'd get to the point and sure enough yep. there's no air mattress blower upper. Yep, and then they have the that that just seals in their mind. See, I need to ask because if I don't, I will be inconvenienced, or I'll be sleeping on the ground, or I will be uncomfortable in some way. Yes. Usually, the question comes because something inside me is trying to either prevent or avoid uncomfortableness, either now or in the future. Right. That's usually what fuels the question, and there's nothing wrong with that, as long as a husband and wife understand this. What I would tell this couple is, again, you talk about the process as, as well as the problem. You address the, the way you're communicating in that moment as, as well as the actual content or the topic that you're talking about. So she could approach him and go, hey, I, I know that you've probably asked your mom and dad this. I'm not asking because I, I doubt you. I'm asking because I need to, just need to be reassured for myself. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to your mom and dad about this? Or can you give me some more details about what we talked about so I have all this information and I can get this this worried, uncomfortable thing in my head to calm down a little bit? Right. More information is helpful. Yes. It's an awkward way to ask the question, but it's a more thorough way to ask the question because you are, you're acknowledging, I don't want you to feel attacked. I don't want you to feel criticized. I don't want you to be defensive. I want you to feel okay. But I also would like to have this information. Right. That's a good way to put it. Process as well as problem. All the time. When we can do that all the time, 
we avoid so many fights because we're, we're aware of what's happening right now in this moment, as well as the topic or the situation that's happening. And in counseling, it's called immediacy. So I'm talking with a client and all of a sudden the client starts to cry. If I ignore that right. and I just keep trying to talk about whatever we're talking about. It doesn't work. I'm a moron of a counselor. Right. Exactly. Usually the counselor has, hold on a second. I noticed that you're crying. What are those tears about? Tell me what's going on inside. Right. If we could just learn how to do that with our spouses 95% of the time, this podcast isn't necessary. I'm not sure. on a job. The world gets better and we have world peace within about two years. Right. Just this one little thing right here. It's, it's that powerful of a tool. That's where I would encourage this couple, both him and her, sure. husband and wife, to learn how to engage in this type of conversation so that they are, they're dealing with the core issue. This feeling of being attacked or being second-guessed or being questioned right. and being recognizing his defensiveness, her examining the, why do I need to ask this question, how does it come across, tone, timing, all this stuff. Now, I mean, that's a good conversation. You have a really good dinner and have that conversation, man. I mean, you could almost do a podcast out of it. It's that good. <laughs> I mean, it would be awesome kind of content. So that's what we'd have couples remember or be aware of um, on a daily basis. Process right. as well as problem. Talk about what's actually happening um, beyond just the actual um, events or the topic. Right. How How is it happening? It's pretty powerful when you can do that. Yeah. It's helpful for me. It it, yeah. it it deescalates that those emotions that start to kick up for me. Yeah. And helps me stay in a um right brain, no, not right brain, relational brain. brain. Relational brain yeah. as opposed to the survival, survival brain. brain. Exactly. exactly. Yep. And again, that's the whole point. That's when you know you have a really good marriage is when you're aware of how you're communicating to your spouse and if you are going to trigger their defensive brain. Couples, husbands and wives who go, I want to make sure that I don't trigger my wife's defensive brain, my husband's defensive brain at all today. I don't want to trigger her defensiveness anywhere on this trip to Seattle, on this trip to California, or while we're making dinner, or while we're doing chores together, or any other time. Right. I want to make sure that I'm not going to trigger her defensive brain. And that means I need to understand her. I need to I need to be a student of her. I need to know what does trigger her. I need to be aware of my behavior, my tone, my posture and attitude. I need to be aware of all those things. You become very intentional about how you interact with your husband or wife on a daily basis. Right. And things get much sweeter. Yeah, they That's do. good. All the things that we're talking about here actually um, are outlined in our online workshop, which you can get at securemarriage.com. We actually have a ton of videos about all of this that go into much more depth. We even have little exercises and worksheets that you can go through, yep. which you can kind of practice so that you, if you do a little bit of work up front, you can, you know, enjoy the next 28 years of your marriage without any problems ever again. <laughs> we promise. Don't you promise that. Never have any problems. If you just we, take our online no, workshop. No, <laughs> we don't promise that, but we do promise. What do we promise? You, we don't have a perfect marriage. But, but we do have a secure marriage. And you can have a secure, a secure marriage too, because you can figure out all these things and little squabbles, little fights, little things like uh, this question that was sent into us here aren't deal breakers anymore. Right. And they just become little speed bumps, little potholes along the road. And 
you have to slow down for them, you get over them, and then you just get right back up to speed and you go. So anyway, securemarriage.com is where you can find that online workshop that if you want to purchase it, or you can take a little free quiz uh, on that same website, or you can send us in a question uh, via uh, voicemail, or you can email us. My wife's giving me the wrap up (laughs) signal here. and I'm trying to drag this out as long as I can Uh, email us. Paul at securemarriage.com or Shannon at securemarriage.com and we will answer all sorts of questions. Anyway, we actually do. We enjoy answering legitimate questions that people send in to us so that we can help um, real couples get over real issues in their marriage and have real success. Anyway, I'll stop talking now. (laughs) Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You are starting to get ramped up again. I know. I I was doing it on purpose to be honest with you. My nose is squeaky and I can hear it in the headphones here. That's funny. Okay, I gotta get away from the microphone. My whistling booger is making noises. Go ahead.